WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. The Curious Kids Museum in downtown St. Joseph is closed after a fire on Tuesday morning. Museum Director Lori Marciniak tells us Museum Director Lori Marciniak tells us she never saw any active flames, but the problem was electrical and started in the attic. We came to work this morning and getting ready to open at 9.30, so it was about 10 after 9, and we walked in the building, and it was very, very electrical kind of smell, like something was wrong. And so I went to the second floor, and I looked through one of the big rooms, and you could kind of see a haze, so it kind of looked like smoke. So we turned back around. I got all the employees out. We called 911. Fire department came. The fire department got to work spraying the affected areas as the damage moved from the back of the building to the front. They had to tear out some walls and part of the ceiling. Marciniak says several exhibits were damaged by water and some aspects of the recovery are still unknown. The structure is the city's, the contents is ours, and we'll certainly work together. I've already had several people from the city come over and assure us that we're all going to work together to make it bigger and better and fix it up. Two different insurance policies cover the museum. The city's insurance covers the structure itself, which dates back to the Civil War. The museum's insurance covers the building's contents. Marciniak says it'll be a bit of time before all insurance questions are answered. The museum will be closed for at least a month. There will be a forum this week with candidates for the Michigan House in the 38th District. The event is a partnership between WSJM News and the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber. The Chamber's Arthur Havacek tells us the organization believes it's important for businesses and residents to know more about State House candidates. As a voice for business in Southwest Michigan, our regional chamber takes a keen interest in elections and folks who are running for office because they set the policy environment for our members. And we have a responsibility uh, not only to advocate on behalf of our members, but to educate. The 38th district is a new district created by the state's redistricting commission. It covers the Lake Michigan coast all the way from New Buffalo up to Saugatuck. Havlicek says all five candidates running for that state house seat will be at Thursday's forum. They are Republicans George Lucas, Troy Rowling, and Kevin Whiteford, along with Democrats Joey Andrews and Annie Brown. The forum will be Thursday from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Shadowland Ballroom in St. Joseph. It will be aired by WSJM and also streamed on Facebook. Those that wish to attend are asked to RSVP on Eventbrite. With the 2022 elections nearing, Groups in Michigan are working to educate political campaigns on how to become more accessible to voters with disabilities. Across the nation in recent years, voters with disabilities have cast ballots 6% less often than their non-disabled peers. And Dessa Cosma with Detroit Disability Power says it's often because of systemic barriers. That may mean inaccessible voter information, polling places or ballot marking devices, and because candidates don't always target this group of voters or speak on disability issues. So we need to design our campaign culture, as well as the way that we communicate with voters, with a disability consciousness, accessibility, and inclusion at top of mind if we actually want to reach the most people. In 2020, 11% of voters with disabilities say they experience difficulty voting. Cosma adds that the guide has information not only on disability voters and issues, but also how to set up a campaign from the ground up. She says it walks readers through setting up a budget, creating a message, and even understanding the opponents. Deputies with the Van Buren County Sheriff's Department's Marine Division arrested a 33-year-old South Haven man for operating a vessel while intoxicated on the waters of the Black River in South Haven. At about 11.40 p.m. on Saturday, authorities stopped a 2021 Chaparral Pleasure Craft for operating with its dock lights on. The dock lights caused the boat's red and green navigational lights to be obscured. 
The operator of the vessel was found to be under the influence of alcohol and was charged with operating a vessel while intoxicated. The name of the operator is being withheld pending arraignment. Deputies were on patrol in accordance with Operation Dry Water, a national campaign to enforce boating while intoxicated laws. One person was in critical condition and another suffered non-life-threatening injuries following a 4th of July crash in Bangor Township. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Office reported that about 8.41 p.m. on Monday evening, deputies were dispatched to the 61,000 block of 46th Avenue in Bangor Township on reports of a vehicle that had driven into a tree and trapped the occupants inside. County deputies, along with the Michigan State Police and Pogagan Tribal Police, arrived on scene to find the vehicle had failed to follow a curve in the roadway and struck a tree head-on. The driver, a 26-year-old male from Illinois, was able to escape the vehicle. The passenger, a 31-year-old male also from Illinois, was still trapped inside the vehicle and had sustained life-threatening injuries. The passenger had to be extricated by the Hartford and Lawrence Fire Departments, and they began life-saving measures. Both occupants were immediately transported to Bronson Methodist Hospital in Kalamazoo. It was not immediately known if alcohol or drugs were a factor in the crash, and authorities say the investigation is continuing. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have approved some technology upgrades for the Commission Chambers to make it easier for those who watch meetings from their home to take in the entire presentations. During a meeting on Tuesday, Mayor Marcus Muhammad said the plan is to buy new equipment at a cost of $67,000 for better remote access. He disagreed that the matter should be put off yet again, while more possibilities are considered. The whole system is broken. Here we are, 2022, in the city chambers, and no microphone is working. People watching on YouTube, they can't hear us. So whatever we're going to do, I'm just saying because to just complain or criticize, to be critical, but not solve the problem. That's the problem that I have. Commissioner Mary Alice Adams did not believe federal ARPA funds should be used for the purchase. Commissioner Sharon Henderson pointed out that ARPA dollars can only be used in specific ways, and this use falls under the category of broadband. Commissioner Juanita Henry said her committee has discussed the matter at length and asked that the purchase be completed after multiple delays. In the end, only Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Seeds voted against the upgrades in their current form. Commissioners approved a contract with Municipal One for a website redesign and maintenance, the cost is about $3,700 per year over five years. If you don't think there are enough construction projects going on right now on Michigan highways, another one will start on Monday in Berrien County. MDOT spokesperson Nick Shreppa tells us they'll be working on I-94 between Sawyer and New Buffalo. Starting next Monday, we're going to spend about three months repaving about five and a half miles of I-94 between Kruger Road and Three Oaks Road down in southwestern Berrien County. Just going to be repaving, so not the not the heavy reconstruction we're seeing in other parts of Berrien County or, or Kalamazoo County, but just repaving I-94. Sharipa says this one is a $5.9 million investment. The project includes milling and asphalt resurfacing, shoulder work, and new pavement markings. Sharipa says it'll mean lane closures and speed reductions. The work will wrap up in mid-October. The South Haven Rotary is honoring Art Ayers as its Rotarian of the Year. Ayers has been a member since 2014 and was instrumental in coordinating a Rotary International initiative that built a 160,000-gallon water storage cistern at the Maternal and Child Hospital in Kenya. The hospital serves around 300,000 people per year. The Rotary calls Ayers a person who exemplifies the object of service above self and says he's an active volunteer and serves as chaplain. Ayers was the club's president in 2016 and 17, and was the Rotary District Hero in 2018. And if you go to the Keweenaw Peninsula in the UP, you can find the third location in Michigan, designated as a dark sky park by the International Dark Sky Association, and you'll be able to see the stars. It's the Keweenaw Mountain Lodge in Copper Harbor. Tom Oliver is with the Lodge. 
it's a way for us at the Kiwanamont Lodge to demonstrate that we've committed to doing things like education about dark skies, changing. We, we, we went through a process of changing our uh, lighting structure on the facilities so that we uh, are recognized as having what's called dark sky compliant lighting. Oliver says the lodge is designated as a park because it sits on 500 acres and was once a county park. Download the News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.